Looking for some amazing TV to stream? Indulge yourself with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the gang on How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons are now streaming on Hulu. Then you can move to Modern Family, Schitt's Creek, and My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits, streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. Now we're talking. Hello there, it's Jamila Jamel. Take a deep breath. Let your breath out slowly to the count of six. One, two, three, four, five, six. Do you feel better? Well, on my podcast, I Weigh, this month we'll be exploring ways to tackle mental health and feel better with guests like Simon Sinek from The Optimism Company, therapist Vienna Farron, comedian Neil Brennan, and many more. Listen to I Weigh wherever you get your podcasts. Ask me, ask Eliza anything. It's time to ask. Ask me all your questions. Leave them in the Instagram comment section. Leave them on your Twitter. You know, we recorded an episode of this because you were like, hey, you're going to be having your baby and we might want to get an episode bank so that you don't have to think about it when you have your baby. But then I didn't have the baby. So that Mm -hmm. episode was recorded prior to the week of January 6th and now it is January 9th. Yeah. No baby, new due date. Not that it's anyone's business. So when that episode comes out, oh, you're going to say it? Well, the due date... Is January 13th, but I do want to... Okay, here's my thing. And it was going to be a bottom of the cob, but I'm just going to say it. Yeah. I want to go on record as saying my original due date was January 13th. And then because there's no way that medical science could ever figure out when a woman got pregnant other than to persecute her, um, they changed the due date to January 6th because the baby was measuring a week ahead in terms of how big it was. Mm-hmm. So uh-huh. even though the 13th was always a number and the 6th is just a projection, I clung to it like gospel. Um, right. But what I reject is the narrative of like, see, she's already showing you who's boss. Like, no. Ugh. Oh, I hate. There's like this weird like maligning of women we do. Like, oh, little girl, steal your beauty. She's letting you know she's a boss diva. I'm like, she is a collection of cells responding to like biofeedback and electricity she's not deciding anything (laughs) right so it bothers me i don't i don't like that she's not like i heard them say the 13th the first time so i'm sticking to it yeah but the the narrative is always like she's a sassy go-getter she's a little bitch it's like this is a baby boy or girl it has nothing to do with like showing mama who's boss like oh god She's not a girl boss, by the way. She's a regular boss. It's enough with the genders. Yeah. Well, so when that episode comes out that we recorded in advance, we say in it when it comes out the 12th that we hope at that point the baby has come out, but that might not be the case. And so in this episode, I guess when this one comes out, we hope the baby has come out by the time this one comes out. Yeah. I mean, part of me is like, what do you do if you just like live in a rural area in another country and you're just pregnant for like 50 weeks? Like what's the longest you could be pregnant? Could you have a year old baby? There have been like those weird stories where it's like the, the, you're, someone didn't know they were pregnant, but then they find like 20 years later, like a calcified baby in there. Oh, oh, it is (laughs) just bullshit. They don't know. (laughs) What's happening? That's not going to happen to you, but it just is like, yeah, it's just as in there. All of my dreams are like not up for interpretation. Like I've begun to just have very literal dreams about like waiting. Like I had a dream. I was just waiting for a bag at the airport and like no one had a rhyme or reason. And it was just waiting for my bag. And so it's very stressful, but also like whatever. Yeah. Yeah, living more on. This I know later. you just want to be able to to get back into the swing of things, and right now it's just like such a weird transitory, like kind of uh, like you don't want to, you can't do anything too crazy. It is this weird 
mental trick that nature does where they make you that they make it so that you're so bored that you're actually looking forward to being in excruciating pain. Because then something's it's happening. Yeah, and I get it. It's like, oh, at least you can be bored. Yes, this is time that I worked very hard to give myself off. I didn't realize I have to wait this long. You are incapable of reading when you're pregnant. I try to read a book every night. And I'm like, this is horrible. And so we can do more on top and bottom of the cob. But like, it is like, I've done everything. I've washed every little doll outfit. The room is ready. Like, let's do this. Because I'm not even have hungry. You pick the one. You're trying to pick which one you're bringing her home with. Are you still planning on kind of we have options. what happens? We have options. Okay. The kid can come home in a flower sack. It doesn't really matter, but we do have options. Anyway. All right. Let's answer your questions, though. Now that you know my big fat status update is that I am a big fat status update. We got a lot of questions. <laughs> they need answers. Friends need breaking up with. Let's, yeah. let's boogie. What is that? This is hopefully the last week where the baby helps answer the questions. Dear Eliza and Emily, I found your podcast in November and it has been such a treat, especially amid holiday crazies. Thank you. I have a bit of a quandary I'd appreciate your take on. I'm getting married in 2022. And like you said, weddings bring out the worst in people. My dad doesn't get along with my mom's side of the family and has made scenes at other family weddings. I recently found out over the holidays that my mom told my grandma that it would be best if she, grandma, doesn't come to my wedding to avoid any potential issue with my dad. My grandma told me this in confidence requesting I don't tell my mom she told me anything. What? I want my grandma and I want my dad at my wedding. We have a friend prepared to bounce my dad if something arises. I want to talk to my mom about assuring my grandma does come as long as she wants to, dad issues aside. Can you recommend how to approach this conversation without selling out my grandma? I am going to be honest. I zoned out when it got to be like okay. more than two relatives. Grandma on mom's side doesn't want dad there. Uh, grandma on mom's side, if she's there, dad may go ballistic. So mom is like, grandma, why don't you not come so that dad doesn't lose no. it? This is fully insane. No. This is a wedding about you and you sit down with both of them and you very, like as a woman, you have to be in charge. I know it's very uncomfortable for us. And you say, this is my wedding. I want everyone there. You guys can be in separate corners. If you feel you need to leave, that's fine. But this should not be about anyone but me. I want you there. It will, I, I hope, I would hope your love for me uh, overrides your rage for this other person and you can set aside those differences for your choice of chicken or fish and a piece of fucking cake and a pit bull song. Okay. Right. So she doesn't want to let them know though that grandma told her that this discussion about grandma coming was happening. So she, she needs to reassure grandma, look grandma, no matter what anyone else says, I want you there and that's what matters. And she needs to tell dad like, you can't have your family problems Dad, at the wedding. I've got I someone want ready you, to kick you out. I want you to promise me that you will be cool because I want you there, but this day cannot be about you and your issues. And grandma, I want you there and I need you to do me this favor. And I bet you they both just show up and it's fine. And you know what? You have that one big friend on standby to like eliminate any problem, but you don't need to think about this. And it's so selfish. Like, what are we, the... Hatfields and McCoys, you're fine, okay? And your mom, everybody needs to just be cool and selfless. Yeah. Or just don't come because you have bigger things to worry about. Like if your wedding cake maker is going to secretly bake a layer of chocolate ganache into your cake after you specifically said you don't like chocolate. <laughs> you have bigger things to worry about. Like one of your bridesmaids totally fucking off and having like a drunken drug-induced episode and leaving your wedding. You got bigger fish to fry. Hopefully it's not a fish fry. Hello. Unless it's a backyard thing. I don't know. Hello, my dear Eliza and Emily. Your podcast and Netflix special and every single video of you on YouTube. Yes, Stan over here from Quebec, Montreal has helped you a lot. Being it's a pronounced Quebec, Emily. They Quebec. will, they, of all the Canadians, French Canadians will come for you. Quebec. Oh boy. Okay. Quebec. All right. I absolutely need to ask you something no one in my life has answered before. Okay. I am a woman in a man's domain, trailer and VR parts clerk with manager responsibilities, but no freaking title. And I've had trouble for so long with a little something called respect, a specific aspect of it. I get almost always cut off as if what I'm saying has no importance. 
Even though I wait for two people to finish talking, I am never owed the same courtesy. When I need help and or information, the conversation often turns into a ball sack conversation between two men, just adding on to the info they already have. But I need more basic info as I am still learning. I've been at this job for nine months and I'm really good at what I do and I love it. Want to stay. But these goddamn cockfights that get in my way as if my time means nothing is upsetting me deeply. When I call them out on their disrespect, they nag me as the female period hormonal bitch. And that is not goddamn fair. Please help. I have nowhere else to turn SOS best friends that don't even know me. Haha, you all make me so happy. Thank you again. Thank you. Please help. Look, I don't know what your work environment's like. I don't know how you approach it. One thing you can do is keep speaking when someone's cutting you off. As someone, I'm speaking as someone who does cut people off, I find it infuriating when people keep talking because I'm like, I know what you're going to say. Stop. Shut up. But uh, it is a tactic. You can just finish your sentence. You can also, no one's going to give you this advice. You can also fight fire with fire. And if they start to cut you off, you can be like, I need to finish my sentence and I need you to not be bitchy about it. (laughs) You can always, men hate being called bitches. It is a super immature beta thing where it's like, if you display the same behavior, then you're the problem. So you can either swallow it. You can either really think about, is this all the time? Uh, But the best thing you can do is never stoop to their level finish the sentence and be like, I'm speaking and I'm going to finish and I just need you to listen to me. What the issue is, is that you have to be okay with them giving you an immature reaction. Girls are taught to like, be cool, be one of the guys, laugh it off. These guys sound awful. I don't know if you have someone you can talk to, like a boss or something, um, but there's got to be a way to out to psychology your way out of this one. Because it is, it is lonely and there is this mandate that girls just like be cool, even though they're not being cool. And you can't be like, by the way, like this isn't funny. Your jokes are gross. It's like, oh, you're just a dumb girl. So here's what you do. Like if you're in a dog fight, if you're in a prison fight, what they say is you grab one guy, you never let him go. So you got one guy and you should be like, Kirk, you are being a little bitch and I need to finish what I'm saying because I need this info so I can do my job and leave. Oh, I wasn't. You know, always accuse, if you accuse an insecure guy of acting like a girl because of our society's fear of homosexuality, they will freak out. So try that. (laughs) If you already are saying you don't have their respect, so if you blow up at them and like make them, what what are you losing out on? You can kind of say whatever you want to them because what are you going to lose? Don't blow up. But you know what? Also, like you could just be like, I actually don't even want your respect. I just need the information. I don't care what you think about me. I just want the information. I'm just trying to do my job. I'm not trying to get involved in your circle jerk. You got to treat them like the betas that they are. That being said, this is a work environment. I don't have all the uh, info. And also your question sounds a little crazy. (laughs) Like it's kind of all over the place. Right? Is that just the way you read it? <laughs> no, I mean it's a lot. It's a lot going on. Look, you're not having a good time. You're you've been there nine months. You're still not getting the basic info you need. You must have a supervisor. Like, are you yeah, telling there's me gotta is be it someone. Montessori style and your coworkers are supposed to teach you what to do? You like know what you could always say. Sorry to cut you off. Oh. Yeah. You know what you could always say is what is the best way? You look at him, you go, what's the best way for me to get the most information I need with as little interaction with you as possible? You're like, how can we make this easier on both of us? You don't like talking to me. I tolerate talking to you. How do I get the info I need? And and that's all we have to do. Say to him, like, how can I get what I need from you, info-wise, without having to hear you bitch at me? <laughs> <laughs> Try right. it. Try it. Yeah. You're French. You got, yeah. You're Canadian. You got your healthcare covered. What do you care? Throw caution to the wind. Yeah. That go. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It happened to me. I didn't think it would, but it happened to me. I had a nasty bout of postpartum depression. Now, there's nothing to be ashamed about in talking about what you're dealing with, and there's nothing to be ashamed about in talking about it with 
someone. I definitely saw a therapist these last couple weeks because, you know, I spend my time giving advice to others, but I could use a little advice myself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. I'll tell you what, when you're already stressed or anxious, the last thing you want to do is battle traffic and sit in a waiting room and get your parking validated. I'm sorry, is that just an LA thing? You don't need to add all that. You can just sit in the comfort of your own home or a chair you like outside and you can talk to someone from BetterHelp. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time. No additional charge and it doesn't hurt their feelings. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Eliza today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Eliza. I'm busy and this time of year gets even busier. I've had my baby, I'm back to work, I'm at meetings, I'm on tour, I'm running around and I don't always have time to sit down for a meal with my family. Sometimes I get home from set so late and I just need to eat something nutritious and go to bed. And that's why I like Factors fresh, never frozen meals because they're dietitian approved and they're ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy I am, and I am busy, I always have time to get a nutritious, great tasting meal. Factor has over 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. So I never get bored. I'm trying to do less meat in general and they have wonderful vegan and veggie options. I just made a vegan mushroom marsala and I made an onion risotto. Just because you're eating vegetarian doesn't mean you can't eat deliciously. It had roasted garlic green beans. It was scrumptious. Head to factormeals.com slash Eliza50 and use code Eliza50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Eliza50 at factormeals.com slash Eliza50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Well, it's finally happening. The weather is finally getting warmer. So it's time to say goodbye to the jackets and cozy sweaters we've been hibernating in all winter. And it's time to say hello, bonjour, to shorts and t-shirts. And if you've been wanting to update your wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, Quince is for you. I talk about Quince a lot because I really believe in a sustainable capsule wardrobe. And there's no reason you can't have a sustainable, timeless wardrobe for every season. And Quince has got you covered with premium linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable, silk tops, hello. And the best part is all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Dressing well shouldn't break the bank. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Look well. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com Eliza for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot Eliza to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot Eliza. Eliza and gang. First off, I want to thank you for answering so many and such a wide variety of questions. The advice you've given others has also helped me on several occasions. Thank you. Thank you. Let's do this thing. I'm a 27-year-old female. I've been on a mission to be the healthiest me I possibly can. And along with that comes a lot of ruminating on past friendships, romantic relationships, and familial relationships. I've been really stuck on a romantic relationship I had 10 years ago. 100% ridiculous, I know. That relationship was complicated since a month into us dating, he joined the Coast Guard and was off to boot camp. After he was done with boot camp, he was stationed on the West Coast. I'm on the East Coast, so we had a whole country separating us. We did the distance thing, and I 100% trusted him with every bit of me. I had nothing to compare to, LOL. Our relationship ended, and two years after we broke up, one of his friends told me he had cheated on me a few times. And we haven't had much contact since I found out that information, I know this relationship influenced a lot of my behavior in later relationships. And I'm really wanting closure about the whole thing. Did he even like me that much? We couldn't spend too much time together, so our relationship was primarily Skype, phone calls, endless texting, etc. He was the first person I ever had romantic feelings for, and I'm wondering if it's obnoxious to reach out and have a conversation with him about how the whole thing went down. Please help. I want the closure, but not at the expense of looking like I've been hung up for so long. Okay, but here's the thing. Let's say the closure is best case scenario. And he's going to say, yeah, I was really immature. I wasn't in a good place. I was in a transition period and I, you didn't deserve that. So let's just pretend that's the answer because what other answer would you be okay with? Are you wanting him to say like- The person talking to him now 
has no bearing on like him 10 years ago. It's not it even the matter. same person. What's the it point? It doesn't matter. Yeah, that you're talking to a guy who was going from doing nothing to being in boot camp in the Coast Guard. Like you are being formed into the person you're going to be. You were, you're 27 now, so you were 17 that like, let's say he was within that age range, which I hope he was. Yeah, he's an immature fucking idiot who cheated on you and it had nothing to do with you. There was no glue holding your relationship together. And you being a mature girl, you were like, oh, I love this guy. All my eggs in one basket. And he's like, I'm out fucking at sea. So the answer you want is he's going to apologize. Do you need that? You don't need that. You don't need that. He's not just as you don't want to be. I don't think girls should be held accountable for what they did 10 years ago, especially at 17, but also in their 20s. I think you're all your 20s should be a wash. Move on. Pretend the answer is he's sorry and he shouldn't have done that. Because what do you want to hear? He's like, yeah, I thought you were gross and I cheated on you. Like, is that going to make you feel better? No, it's nothing to do with you. Right. It would be different if you dated a while, but it sounds like you barely even dated. And it sounds like you're suffering from rose tinted glasses. Like you're looking back at it. Like we connected, we texted. I'm sure if you went back and read those texts, you'd be like, what the fuck were we even talking about? This guy's probably married with three kids by accident, living in a desert somewhere. Who cares? You don't need this. You don't need it. Yeah. What you actually need is something deeper. And I would examine that. This has nothing to do with him. Yeah. Also, none of it matters. You are under no obligation to be, apologize, or think about the person you were yesterday. I, I We all do. We all ruminate on like, what did I say? And could I've handled this better? Occupy yourself and fill your life with so much enrichment now that you don't have time to ruminate on the past, especially being held accountable for like who you did, what you thought of, how you acted when you were like 23. Who cares? We're all about evolving and growing. And those that love you will do it with you. And those that don't are that dude. Who cares? Yeah, <laughs> your your sense of self cannot hinge on this man who is basically a stranger. <laughs> you dated for Thank so you. shortly in person. Absolutely. So think about that. The bigger issue is that you're attaching so much meaning to the actions of a child. Who cares? What fucked up? There's no good reasons. What? That's the other thing. Girls are always like, I don't know. This guy cheated. On. Also, he may not have cheated. And that it's weird that someone told you that. What were they trying to do? All those people sound awful, but girls always are like, oh, like he cheated on me. And I just, if I could just talk to him, there is no talking. It doesn't matter. He cheated. It was shitty. He was young. And if he didn't, who fucking cares? Because if he wanted you, he would contact you. Yeah. Men don't wait. So move on. And move on from that friend that told you. Ugh, blech. Person only said that to hurt you. Who cares? Who cares? 10 years ago? Get over it. Get a fucking, not you, but like people that are like, oh, you did this thing forever. Like get a fucking life. We hold people, because of the internet, we hold people responsible for like minor infractions. Six years ago, this actress was a bitch. Like get a life, people. All right. Why? Because one PA said I threw soup one time, which I didn't. Fuck her. I didn't throw soup. I threw it away. Happened. What kind of soup? It, well, I was the wrong kind, which is why I threw it away. <laughs> <laughs> Kick it. So you didn't throw it No, I would never throw it. That was insane. People are so <laughs> battered. And I've been hiding my soup scars this whole time. Soup. Welcome back to soup scars. We're disgruntled PAs. Take it out on a host. Kick it. Hi, Anon, please. Love the pod and love you all. I probably know what your answer would be, but would love perspective anyway. I'm a private music lessons instructor in DFW. I work for a small local studio. This will be my last semester teaching, but I haven't let my boss know yet. After I was hired on, my boss and I became friends. We both shared Christian beliefs, love for music, mutual friends, etc. She generously gifted my <laughs> husband and I a large amount of cash when we were going through financial troubles as newlyweds, broke musician problems. She also invited me on a missions trip to Asia, paid the way too. Then 2020 happened. Pandemic, election, my growing away from my faith, and my boss going fully on board the Trump train and conspiracies really affected our friendship. At this point, we only talk business, which I guess is fine. It really saddened me to see how she reacted to the BLM, election results, basically everything. 
not only was it disappointing as a friend, but even as a person I associate with professionally, it was embarrassing to see how she conducted herself online very publicly during this time. She leaned into hyper-religious behavior, opening my recitals with prayer and proselytizing. I was and am still mortified by this, even when I shared her Christian beliefs. My husband and I are planning to move out of state in June. Studio recitals in May, so I'll at least stay for that. But Eliza, how much notice should I give before leaving? Two weeks? Two months? Should I tell her now? I feel like it may be hurtful to just blindside her, but how much do I really owe her? First of all, when you were like, we both share Christian beliefs, we sound like we both believe in Santa. We're 35. Um, you owe her nothing, honestly. But look, she did a kindness to you and you were friends. And then she turned out not to be the person that you not to be a person you respect, you can only control your own actions. And what is it? Two weeks notice is the appropriate amount. If you give her notice, it's because you have to say it from a place of, I want to give you the respect because we've been together. We've been friends for so long and I want to help you find someone. I don't think there's a problem with, I mean, the, the concert's in May, it's January. I think you've got a bit of time, but the truth is since you do know you're leaving, may as well give her the heads up. That way, when she loses her mind a day before you leave, you can be like, dude, you've had like a half a year. There's no reason to withhold it. I don't well, think. Well, the, the reason would be she could immediately say, okay, you're fired and you're not getting paid for the next five months. Sure, unless she needs you. So how valuable are you? You know, you, there's nothing wrong with waiting for a month out. You don't owe her yeah. the information. That's plenty of time to find someone, I think. And honestly, her actions are almost irrelevant because even if you loved her, you're worried that you're not going to get paid. So I don't know what kind of, how in demand you are at your job. I don't know how replaceable you are. But if you are the kind of person that doesn't want to feel like you're lying to someone, you want to give her a little bit of wiggle room. I think two months is definitely more than enough. Nobody does that. You're, it's all about what you feel you owe her. And the truth is you owe her nothing. Um, but it's all about what makes you comfortable. Yeah. You're afraid this person's going to go fucking queuing on nuts on you. That's what you're afraid of. So I don't know. I mean, it doesn't seem like a bad person as much as just a, a misinformed person who's scared. I don't know. Yeah, but... Why, why am I defending this she's... nut? <laughs> I don't know. It's, up, this it's up to you. definitely going to like post on Facebook about it. Make sure you got your paper trail and, you know, you do what's in your heart. Uh, if you think she's the kind of person that would fire you... If she legally can do that, then do what's right for you. But it seems as if it's, it's really, I don't know. I've never uh, quit a job. <laughs> I got, yes, you have. Yeah. I mean, you must have. No, I was let go from being an assistant. Uh, I, I guess I did quit. I quit cold. one. You give them the appropriate time. Hey, give her, give her oh, two months for friendship's sake. Give her, her a month. Give her a month. There you go. How hard could it be? Yeah. That's what I would say. Yeah. Who cares? Never have to see her again. No, you're moving. You're escaping this crazy train. Try to go early. Who cares about the recital? You're out of here. You can have their ocarina recorder recital on Zoom. Who cares? Kids definitely can't play recorders anymore. Do you remember that? Like at the beginning of COVID, they were like, we're cautioning against woodwind instruments because of the blowing. I just... All the more reason... I just remember how disgusting Busting to take orders were in school. All the more reason to take up the glockenspiel. A rarely touted tiny dwarf instrument of the German percussion family. Glockenspiel. Okay. Hi, Eliza and everyone. Female, 30. I was given a boy's name. My parents thought it, it's a special name and love the meaning of it. Many modern names in Israel started as gender specific and over time became gender neutral but the name they gave me didn't. It's exhausting <laughs> at times. Hebrew has grammatical gender, meaning every possible interaction with strangers is started by them talking to me as if I'm a male, then realizing their error and getting confused, embarrassed, or even arguing with me about my identity. They can't tell by looking Multiple at you? No one's like, let me just override this? All right. Maybe it's via email and... Okay. Multiple times, people who called me insisted that I'm not the person they're looking for only because they expected a male voice. It could mess up important stuff like calls from the health insurance company. I thought about changing it in my 20s, but my husband told me how much he loves it and convinced me to keep it. He did it very kindly, not controlling in any way. I'm now more or less okay with having the name. My self-confidence grew with time, and I work as a therapist in a field that is mostly feminine, so I stand out and it makes it easy for people to remember me, which is important for a clinic owner. So I'm not changing it. My question is, 
what could be a funny way to deal with people who are not taking my name very well? Sometimes I say stuff like, it's okay, don't be embarrassed. You're not the first one to get confused or my parents are being creative or simply, yes, that's my name. I'm a woman. Can we please move on? But nothing seems to work. I'm tired of confronting. I'm tired of comforting embarrassed strangers slash dealing with rude people and wish to find the perfect reply that would shut them up, maybe with a smile and let people move on to the conversation. Thank you for the awesome podcast. Can't wait for the next Netflix special. You're like, welcome to Bob's gynecological clinic. I'm Bob, but I'm a girl. Surprise. Look, you're putting so much thought into it. You're still thinking about like, how can I make it easy when someone messes it up? I get it. Uh, one thing that I say to people, like when they're like, Ilza, and I'll, I will straight up, as, of course, they can't say Schlesinger. I'll say, you don't need to get it right. Let's just move on. I know that sounds like a little rude, but like, I, it's, a, it's my order at a restaurant. Like, I don't care if you say it right. Can you give yourself a nickname? Uh, a friend of my husband's has, his name is uh, James, but he tells some people Jim and some people James. And that's how he knows if he met you in a personal setting or a business setting. In a business setting, it's James. In a personal setting, it's Jim. And oh. I just wonder, you know, I don't, you didn't tell us your name, but is there an abbreviation you can give? You know, is your biggest issue is you just don't want to deal with the stupidity. And I'm sorry, my dear, you just have to. So the best thing to do is to not let it take away any of your energy and to just, I just sometimes I'm quiet when people are doing it. When they're like, Shell Singer, Shell, how do I, I don't, because they don't realize how offensive it is. You're just like, it's, we can move on. If you cut, if you just say we can yeah. move on, it's totally fine. It's, and I just, I go, everybody messes it up. It's not a big deal. Let's move on. Let's move on. And I don't give it any credence. Like it doesn't hurt or anything. All I can say is let's move on while they sit there right. and like throw up consonants and vowels. <laughs> Right, even just a, yep, that's me. Don't know what to tell you, that's me. Yep, that's my name. What about the classic, that's my name, don't wear it out. Oh, wow. I think it's more just you have to be okay with that silence of letting them sit there and feel dumb. It is not, more importantly, this is not about your name. It's about you fully realizing it is not on you to make them feel better. So you set Mm -hmm. your ground, you limit your limit. You're like, it's pronounced (laughs) George. And they're like, oh, I just, and you say nothing. And then just move on. You know, like, anyways, I just needed to fill out this thing, whatever. I get it. It's exhausting. All you can do is sit there quietly while they drown. (laughs) There's no, there's no funny answer. Like, because the bigger issue is that you're trying to make them feel comfortable with the fact that they're harping on someone's name. Who cares if your name is like Bob Jonathan? Like, that's my name. My parents gave it to me. Let's move on. That is my name. Yeah. That's it. They should feel embarrassed. In 2021, we should all be like a little bit more sensitive. 2022. <sighs> like, like there's a fucking difference. <laughs> Show me the difference. Hey, beautiful people with wonderful advice. I'm 31, single female, and currently navigating the battle. Oh, wait, I thought of something. Modern dating. If you want to be real, you could just, while they're doing it, be like, are you having fun? I guess to me, because people always think it's, they're like, Shell, wait, I want to say it right. And part of it, I just want to be like, why? <laughs> just give me my Taco Bell right. order. All right. I don't know. I guess I have, <laughs> I'm so used to it that like, I don't even say anything funny. Because to me, I'm like, I'm not, fu- I'm not a joke. My name isn't a joke. The parent, the name my parents gave me. You are anti-Semitic though. Hence your reluctance to fully understand how to say Schlesinger. That's what I believe. And you're Israeli, you get Well, it. this person can use the same. Uh, don't waste all your time. I mean, it's going to add up if you're having this whole conversation with people five times a day. It's minutes off your life. You should be like, I have this conversation all the time. Let's move on. Like you just show that you're willing to move on. People want to get it because they want to be nice. But the truth is there's also, I think if they were asking you in a polite way, it wouldn't bother you. Like if she was like, actually, I want to say it right. How do I say it? I have no problem with that. But then when they can't, I'm like, oh, you're dumb. So let's just move on. It, It is just... It's not on I'm you. I'm guessing it's more people feeling embarrassed and then really overcompensating for that. Because they're like, oh, like, I'm sorry I called you sir. Like, I, uh, uh, and then they want to be comforted in their embarrassment. But that's fine. They'll forget you about say, it's it. It's no big deal. It's no big deal. It's, more, it's not like they looked at you and assessed your face and body. And they're like, you say you're a woman, but you look like a dude. So we're right. going to say you're a dude. It's case by case because everybody has their own level of ignorance and where they're coming from. I would just find a way that you're okay with moving on. You do not need to be cute about it. Who cares if they laugh? Ugh. Kick it. 
When you ask someone what language they took in school, usually it's like with an eye roll. They're like, mm, French. It's like, do you speak French? No, I don't use it. I feel like a lot of us had difficulties learning a language in school. Rosetta Stone is here to change that. It's available on desktop and it can be used as an app on your phone or your tablet. Rosetta Stone are trusted experts for more than 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered. Rosetta Stone immerses you in many ways with an intuitive process and you can pick up any language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Plus, with Rosetta Stone's true accent feature, you'll get feedback on how well you're pronouncing words. That's right. You might even fool some locals into thinking you're one of them. It's like having a personal trainer for your accent. I headed to Mexico City for a little vacation, and I used Rosetta Stone to brush up on my Spanish. Just a few things, a few verbs that I knew I had forgotten, and I was better. Mejor. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Ask Eliza Anything listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash Eliza. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash Eliza today. Hey, beautiful people with wonderful advice. I'm 31, single, female, and currently navigating the battlegrounds that we call modern dating. I met a guy on an app and we've been chatting for a few days now. He's 41, seems pretty emotionally mature and intelligent, texts consistently, actually asks me questions, and has done some major work on himself, and it shows. We had a great time getting coffee and talking for over two hours, and I feel like we really had a connection and was feeling hopeful until... I did a little lurking and discovered that he has very strong opinions on COVID and vaccinations in general. As you can already gather, he's anti-vax and isn't shy about posting his feelings on social media. I'm a believer in science and I'm vaccinated and I disagree with his view. But at the same time, I think it's okay to have different opinions and disagree with people. I've yet to find out his stance on climate change, Black Lives Matter, other social issues. My question is, at what point do you decide a person's point of view is too much or too different and move on? I'm a little disappointed because I thought he was pretty great everywhere else, but these opinions do bother me a little at the same time. Do I give this guy a chance or do I run for the hills? Thanks for all you do. Why don't you ask him? You had this two-hour conversation. That means you guys are good at talking. Ask him. Be like, you know, I can understand some people's trepidation uh, with getting vaccinated. I'm not one of those people, but I... You know, you can't just throw things at people and be like, you need to conform right now without taking into account their background, their racial history, their, I guess their race's history, uh, their family, where they live. Like, If you're a Nebraskan farmer, like, yeah, you probably don't feel the need to get it because you don't see anyone. I don't know where you guys live. And I think when you love someone, like my husband and I have differing social political opinions, but for the most part, we mesh. And there's different scales. There's different great... Uh, levels of that. You know, he could be, yeah, I'm, I, I don't, I see why people wouldn't want to get it, but I'm going to get it anyway. The truth is you just want to stay safe. You don't want to hang out with him if he's sick, but the truth is if you're vaccine boosted, you're not going to get sick and he could end up like fully fucked up. Ask him about his other opinions. And it's less about this vaccine, although it is, and more about like, how does that permeate to other areas of his life? And May not be the guy for you, but you won't know unless you ask. Be like, hey, I like you and I just kind of want to get a little bit more insight because it's not like a Dharma and Greg situation where it's like, he's conservative, you're liberal. This is hilarious together. Like you got to have a like a basic respect for each other. So get in there. Don't be afraid to ask those questions. Right. Especially because I think the reason that this, the anti-vax thing really brings up concerns is that it's like the people posting anti-vax stuff, is it him saying like, hey, do your research? Or is it him being like, I hope Fauci dies, you liberal cucks, you know, which is what a lot of the anti-vax posts become. Where's he getting Uh, his sources? Like, is he just citing memes and like bullshit Instagram accounts? Or is he... Does he have a valid, quasi-valid argument, you know? There's shades to this. Um, Just like I don't believe, I really hate uh, here in Southern California, or I guess in Hollywood, really, like the term conservative is a bad one. Oh, they're Republican. I'm like, do you know how ignorant you fucking sound? 
And by the way, if you had a lot of money, you'd probably be conservative about it too. Just these blanket statements about people. You can be religious, you can be conservative, you can be a Republican, and that doesn't mean you're a bad person. Just like you can be liberal without being like a piece of shit, crying, whiny baby. And so I'm not a big uh, hard, I'm a big believer in the gray. That being said, get your fucking vaccine. Um, And if, if you turn off the podcast because of this, because of that, like, fuck you. It's enough already. Um, but yeah, don't be afraid to ask. Girls are always like, I don't know. And I don't want to ruffle. And, oh my God, it's burp. So that was weird. <laughs> it's okay if you are only armed with your feelings. Um, about, you know, especially if those feelings are like of inclusion. Like, yeah, and I just, I just know that racism is wrong. I don't have the statistics on uh, black on black crime and police brutality. I just know that it's wrong. That's okay. Coming from like a loving place is okay versus a place of hate. So this is not an inquisition as much as you just kind of want to know where this guy comes from, literally, physically, how, do, how was his upbringing, you know, getting some background on someone that you might like. Don't be afraid to ask the hard hitting questions. Yeah. And honestly, some people's social media is embarrassing. Yeah. And I, if I, like, there are people I love dearly and I look at their social media and I'm like, yikes. But let me just say this. There are people who are liberal who I agree with on most things whose social media is embarrassing. There are people who post things without checking the facts on both sides. The truth is like, unless you're a political pundit, like you're not really changing minds as much as just reinforcing opinions. I believe in that, except for when it comes to being pro-choice, I will post and repost and I will not stop beating that drum. Um, Anyway, and global warming. We got to... Ask him how he feels about both those things too. Yeah, you're gonna want to know that. But also be prepared. He's all over with. A 41 year old dude that posts his political opinions. Like he's probably kind of annoying. (laughs) Kind of a pill. Yeah. I'm a 40 something female with no kids. I have an older sister who's my best friend, and I'm very close to her four year old child. I also have a half brother and sister who I'm not close to, who both have young children that I barely see. Problem. The half-sister constantly posts on social media passive-aggressive messages about, quote, family members who don't make time for her children. These messages are obviously about me and they make me so angry. Do I confront her about the messages and threaten to unfollow her? Or do I keep my mouth shut and allow her to vent passively? This is why I hate social media. Note, I am a very busy person working 40 plus hours a week at my day job, rehabbing my home on the weekends, and trying to start my own art business. I'm very selfish with my free time and refuse to be made to feel guilty about my decisions. What would Eliza do? But you are being made to feel guilty, so you aren't refusing it. You are feeling guilty because that's why you're asking this question. Look, social media is not the end of the world. First of all, make sure that is about you. Because then she's going to be like, wow, not only are you selfish with your time, you're selfish with your point of view, you narcissist. Um, and, oh God, sorry. I ate like a whole stale donut in the car. Um, oh, there's you. nothing wrong with just asking her, not on text. You could, you know, you could send her an email. It's super cathartic, but just, you know, ask. Cause I feel like she's making you out to be worse than you are. It really is coming from a place of love. Like if you think about it, what she is saying, even though she it is, she wants to be with you and she's hurt. I'm not or saying she's right. She wants something. Okay, Maybe she sees that this girl is like buying presents for her sister's kid and babysitting her. And she's like, hey. (laughs) Maybe. So I would get to the root of that. But hopefully from the highest light, it's just her wanting to spend more time with you. But I do think you owe it a conversation. And by the way, does Facebook not have a mute button? Like, you know, you can mute people on Instagram, right? You can hide. Yeah. So... I do that with a lot of people that I don't want to make an enemy out of, but I'm like, I don't really need to look at this. You can mute. You could also, a healthy thing is to not check it as much, but I get that we all do it. But if you really believe that it's about you, be like, hey, I want to talk about this because I see your posts. Like, or if you're talking about me, like I just, you know, and, and also you're not close to her. And is there a reason for that? You know, do you just not care? And that's okay too. You got to get to the, truth about how you feel and where that comes from because it may Mm -hmm. have nothing to do with her it could have to do with your relatives or how you're related you don't know but yeah she's reacting to the fact that I think she sees you hanging out with the other sister's kid and not her kid so I think she's hurt so you can either choose to ignore it um or talk to her but you're not refusing to be shamed by this because you're thinking a lot about it get your priorities straight 
Oh, by the way, uh, someone. By the way, wait. Let me say this one thing. For all <coughs> the pressure on women to like have kids, and I don't know if you want kids or if you don't want kids. If you don't have kids, whether you can't or you're choosing not to, one of the luxuries, one of the perks of not having kids is that you don't owe anyone anything, a conversation about your free time. So you should be very um, protective of that. And that is okay. I think sometimes when women have kids, you know, they expect everybody to want to be involved with their kids. And that just, that's even like people photobombing me, it's not photobombing, but sending me pictures of their kids, like unrequested. You're just like, you know? So I think it's very normal as moms to want to be like, hey, let's involve you. But if you don't have kids, like, I don't want to look at anyone's kids. I don't want to hear about it, you know? Yeah. I want to look at my own turd. I want to look at a picture of your turd. It's gross. Yeah. What Maybe this, this woman's kid sucks. Maybe it's a little monster. Maybe it chews on you when you go over. Like, all right, fine. Or maybe you don't like that sister, but you or, or yeah, that half sister, but figure out how you feel about her and why you aren't as close. And maybe it's a, more the relationship with her you want to work on or it's mm-hmm. not. And you don't have to, you definitely do not have to feel bad about the way you spend your free time. Yeah. We got an important DM. I'm ready. Okay. Uh, That in the third episode of And Just Like That. Oh, God. New. I'm ready. Are you still watching it? Yeah, unfortunately I am. Okay. Yeah. Well, apparently Carrie's earrings are from Claire's. Her studs are a variety (laughs) of earrings from Claire's, says the costuming department. Are you just about Claire's being open still? I just think it's, I didn't know, I, the fact that Sex of the City is using Claire's earrings was a shock. No, it's not a shock, and I'll tell you why. Carrie is really good at mixing and matching luxury items with inexpensive items. And to be honest, those could be Claire's. Those also could be Claire's, which is a lower price point store, imitating something that was expensive. I think we all remember Miranda Priestley's monologue about the color Cerulean in Devil Wears Prada. Almost everything that you're going to buy at your local retailer, TJ Maxx, lower price point, is them emulating something. You know, you see it a lot with the Cartier bracelet, the one that needs like a screw. Like there's a lot of knockoffs of that. Designer items that are made more accessible. But if they actually are Claire's, yeah, you can only, (coughs) your costuming department can only have so many luxury items. Sometimes you just need like a pink stud. Like you're not going to go to Cartier for that. That's stupid. I think that's great. And mm-hmm. I think anyone pointing it out as a, as anything other than a good thing is like shaming people. No, it's just that there's um cost, like because of the costume nature of the jewelry. show, there's always like costume, co- but there's always costume Instagram accounts that are ju- that just catalog all of the items that are being used. Sure. I mean, uh, the majority so of my jewelry can- is from sets, like cards, earrings that are punched into cards. You take home like 15 of them because they're like a dollar. Also- I can't believe that's what you're telling me. I thought we were going to talk about the fact that they won't stop calling a stand-up special a comedy concert. Like, are you from Mars? (laughs) It's so funny. (laughs) It's so upsetting because it's so out of touch would make it sound as if they were in touch with anything from the beginning. It's so painfully overwoke. White people are stress watching it. People of color are like, we didn't ask for this. Nobody's enjoying this. And it's not fun. And the jokes aren't funny. And moreover, like nobody can talk about another person. Everything everyone says, Carrie's like, well, at least your husband's not dead. I'm like, can you be a fucking friend to someone? (laughs) Miranda's in the kitchen having like this eye-opening orgasm of that's going to change the course of her life. And you're fucking peeing on yourself in the other room angry that your friend isn't your 24-hour nurse. Get a fucking grip. This is, it's just insane. Everything... And then the girl in the wheelchair that works at the podcast station, they made her so rude. Like, that's great that somebody who's in a wheelchair is on this show. Why did you make her a bitch? Is that empowering? What are we doing? Yes, I'm going to keep watching it. But honestly, like, this isn't fun. <laughs> I'm really upset. So you're you're not going to call your next special your comedy concert then. We'll call it, and just like that, a comedy concert. <laughs> A lot of people are disappointed, but here's the other thing. It doesn't matter because people are talking about it and it'll get a second season. So it actually doesn't matter how fucking out of touch and weird it is. 
You know, I want to yep. see more of LTW. I like SEMA. And I'm interested in Miranda's the best actor on the show. Other than that, it's all yeah. painful. Hi, Lice and Emily. This question is about dealing with opposite personalities and their comments. I consider myself to be an extroverted introvert, meaning I love my alone time and listening rather than speaking, but can turn on the big personality when on the phone or pitching. I work in marketing and public relations, so this is a must. The opposite personality is usually in this job field. I work in marketing for a nonprofit Wait, attraction. What's the opposite personality? So someone who can't turn on the charm, loves to be Maybe with people. Always going bananas. Hold, hold <laughs> so the opposite is a total nutcase. Okay. <laughs> uh, for nonprofit attraction, and I'm in an office setting and have my own office. We recently acquired an outside company to complete some projects for us, and the team moved into the office in the beginning of July. Since then, one of the managers has started to warm up to the rest of my team. He's from New York and has an outgoing, extroverted personality. Recently, he's been commenting on how quiet I am. This is frustrating and annoying me so much. I've gotten these comments all my life. What's wrong with being quiet? I don't feel like I need to chat someone up constantly. If I have something to say, I'll say it. It's irritating knowing that I was fine before this guy arrived and had not been getting comments like, why are you so quiet? You don't talk much, etc." Got to dance around these comments and big personalities everywhere and do not want my work environment to feel this way now. Yesterday, I was in my office making phone calls and had my door shut for a few hours. When I opened it, he was nearby and said sarcastically, oh, she's out of her office. It's going to get loud in here now. Usually when I hear things like this, I grit my teeth and laugh it off, but internally I'm screaming, shut the fuck up. Do you have any suggestions on what I can say when people ask me why I'm quiet or make comments like this? I'm so tired of this and I'm only 26. Thank you and love seeing you in Orlando this past May. And also this guy is in his mid-40s. Yeah, he's flirting with you. So there's your answer, 100%. Um, no, I think it's just something people say to fill the silence. Like it people is. People who just can't stand quiet. Look, there's quiet and then there's quiet. There's like thoughtful intelligence, like you're taking things in. And then there is that annoying girl, like just kind of quiet. I don't really know. You know, it doesn't sound like you're that. It sounds like you just don't feel the need to take up space. There is the version. I mean, you guys are cut from very different cloths. His is coming from a place he's just, especially men are used to like, I just take up space and I walk around and I do whatever I want. He's kind of being, I'm reticent to use the word bully, but it is affecting your comfort at work. You don't want to report this because it's not like you're... He's not harassing you, but it is annoying. What's wrong with looking at him and saying, I don't feel the need to take up all the oxygen in the room? That's a good one. Be like, I just, you know, or just saying like, what's wrong with listening to people? What's wrong with being quiet? How about, I mean, I don't know how like dirty you want to make it, but like there is a version, you come out of your office and he's just like, oh, it's going to get loud in here. Like you just being like, I'm at work. Like... <laughs> treating him like the child that he is, it is annoying, but it is coming from a place of him wanting to connect with you, probably flirting with you and just being like totally unaware socially. Yeah. Or like, what is it you want to talk about, dude? Like, what do you want me to say? What am I not saying? Like, we just all have to make sounds so that you don't feel bored. Yeah. Are you, okay? that's a funny thing. You'd be like, so do you want me to just make sounds so you don't get bored? Like, I don't think you have it in you to like say something shitty back to him. But you know, there's a version where you're just like, or we could just talk all day and get nothing done. You can just be like, I'm at, right. I'm at work. I don't know what you want from me. And I'll be like, I don't want anything from you. You'll be like, great, yeah. conversation over. <laughs> it's yeah. tough. It's just a different personality. You can always just roll your eyes and walk away. <laughs> or you can always just yeah. be like, counterpoint, maybe you talk too much. Mm. <laughs> you know, I know you don't want to like oh, blow it up, but it is annoying to, I mean, the truth is maybe you are a quiet person. But it is weird that he feels the need to point out. I would also see, does he do this to other people or is it just you? Take a... I, I'm, he comes in and everybody's just like, hey, what's up? What'd you guys do this weekend? And you're like in your office doing your business calls. Look, there are people who take up so much oxygen in a room that there's none left for other people. And he sounds like he might be one of those. So just knowing that... That's how you can go into it. And you can just be like, I don't know. It seems like your personality is big enough for both of us. I don't know. You're doing, <laughs> it seems like you're doing all the talking. There's nothing left for me to say. 
Everyone's enjoying you so much. I thought I'd just take a back seat. (laughs) Anyways, I'm giving you plenty of comedy gold. Kick it. I do think there's something to be said for ordering something of quality and every once in a while getting a nice package in the mail with a product that you're going to own for a long time. Let me tell you about Bolin Branch's signature sheets because they're the perfect way to start upgrading your sleep, your room, the look of your room because they're designed to feel incredible for all sleepers. They are made with the finest 100% organic cotton. These sheets feel buttery soft yet super breathable and they're perfect for warmer summer months ahead. We have a house that we go to in the summer and I got all Bolin Branch sheets for the beds because we're having a lot of guests this year and I want them to feel like they're at a nice bed and breakfast that they didn't have to pay for. Bolin Branch sheets are free from toxins like synthetic pesticides, formaldehyde. I bet you didn't know that was in your sheets. And their signature sheets come in 14 versatile colors and they come in sizes from twin all the way up to California King. And Bolin Branch has a 30-night worry-free guarantee, which means you can wash, style, and sleep in their sheets for an entire month. And if you don't love them for any reason, you can send them right back with free returns on all U.S. orders. Sleep better with the softest, most breathable bedding from Bowl and Branch. Go to bowlandbranch.com slash Eliza for 15% off your first sheet set, plus free shipping. That's Bowl and Branch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D, branch.com slash Eliza for 15% off. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Eliza, Emily, Sweet Snow Peach and Gang. I was listening to the episode where Eliza talks about her 2009 Civic Hybrid. I also just got rid of mine this year. I bought mine senior year of high school and had only just decided to upgrade to a mom car because I'm due in June and I know trying to fit a car seat and that will not be fun. Mm-hmm. I also gave my car away to my niece on my husband's side. Mm-hmm. She's 19 and her parents were very strict, but as soon as she turned 18, pretty much said she's on her own. So she's living at... So she's living in that car. <laughs> No, so she's living at my mother-in-law's house now. She's more like a little sister to me, so we decided instead of trading it in, we would give it to her under the condition she maintains a job where she can pay for the insurance and gas, and she has to be enrolled in college part-time at minimum. She's doing a great job so far, but my issue has been with her mom, my sister-in-law, accusing us of encouraging her reckless behavior and how it's going to be our fault when she ruins her life because we gave her a car for free. Well, A couple weeks ago, she got pulled over and the kids in her car were in possession of drugs and alcohol underage. My husband and I are both Leo. Is that law enforcement officers? And so, of course, she name dropped. Oh, my God. I thought thought it was like an astrological thing. I'm like, who fucking cares? (laughs) (laughs) All in caps. Law enforcement officers decided we'll pick her up and have a talk with her rather than getting arrested. None of the kids were arrested, just got stuff taken away in a court date. She wasn't okay. under the influence of anything. Okay. We had a come to Jesus moment, but she's young. I did stupid things then too. Now I have my sister-in-law who tried yelling at us and is going around the family causing drama because we keep letting her off the hook and we should have let her go to jail and suffer the consequences. She wants us to take the car back and punish her by making my niece lose her job and drop out of college. I don't think that's Oof. a good idea, but she's an adult. I don't really have any authority to punish her. How would you guys think I should approach her mom and the family about the situation? Oh, this doesn't have to be a non. My name is Alyssa. Alyssa, first of all, she's very lucky that you guys were able to like rectify that. That being said, it's those kids could be underage by like a month. It's not like she was like carting around 13 year olds. And that's not on her that like her friends had probably like a fucking weed pipe. Um, you know, and I'm assuming you're white because if you guys were black, I think this would have been a very different story. Um she seems like a good kid. The mom seems like really horny to like make this kid's life harder, probably because the mom had it hard. Like that's a lot. And people don't realize like when you punish someone, when you send someone to jail for a minor infraction, when you take away a car, take away transportation, like it's not hurting them, it's hurting everything in their life. So if that does take away her ability to do all those things, it's extremely short-sighted of the mom. You gifted the car, it's done. And this girl is in charge of her own choices. And all you can say is next time we won't be there. People make mistakes and the mom seems like obsessed. I bet you the mom had a really hard upbringing. Look, you gave the car and this is the first step to her being an adult. And yeah, that's it. You bailed her out once and you're done. The mom yeah. sounds like a crazy person. Like, unless the kid's a piece of shit. I don't, I can't tell. It seems like they're pretty well-behaved and this was a lapse in judgment. So, you know, they had the 
the benefit of, I mean, the bigger benefit is having law enforcement officers and their family not having a car. So that really served them well, but she could do just as much illegal stuff in a car she paid for. Yeah. You can mess up all the time. Look, I, it's interesting. I too gifted my Volvo to a friend and the daughter within like a day, let the battery completely die. <laughs> like kids do dumb things, you know? Um, yeah. We have all done dumb things in a car. We've all done dumb things with substances. It's a real minefield. You know, some people die. Some people get off scot-free. Some, like, there's all, whatever. You gave her the car. That's it. That's her responsibility. She may not be able to maintain a job. She may lose the car, you know? But you've done your part and that's that's all. You don't have to explain yourself beyond that. It sounds like that girl and her mom have a lot to lot to talk about. Yeah, it's really between them. You're not you don't need to punish her. She's an adult. You gave her the car, it's done. And like like his, unless this kid was a giant piece of shit growing up, it sounds like the mom is just like some parents are like obsessed with making their kids' lives harder. It's like, oh, they're gonna be hard. We're not gonna have winter anymore. The sun's gonna eat up our planet. So it's gonna get hard with or without you doling out like random punishment. Anyway, you gave her the gift, that's that. Unless she really is a piece of garbage, but it doesn't sound like she is. Anonymous, my boyfriend and I have a solid established relationship. We've been together for a few years, own a house, and are expecting our first baby. Since the beginning, he's been a terrible kisser. How do I break it to him without hurting his feelings? (sighs) I should have brought it up literally years ago. But alas, I couldn't bring myself to do it, but I can't go my whole life without good smooches. Since you're so good at solving awkward situations, I need your help. Okay, here's what you do. Get a a bottle of wine. You get really sexy looking, right? You be on the couch mm. and you give kisses and he starts like coming at you, stabbing you with his tongue gently. I think men respond to being corrected if it's gently. Nobody wants to feel emasculated and nobody wants to feel like hurt for being vulnerable, you know? And it's tough because it's like a sexual thing. So I'm not, oh my God, I'm just burping. I'm not a sex expert, not a sex psychologist, but... If you just like very calmly, you say to him, like, I really like it when you kiss me like this and then show him and you do it back. Be like, that really turns me on. Any guy Mm -hmm. in their right mind is going to be like, then I want to do that. No guy's like, no, I got to do it. I got to do a gator tongue. (laughs) Calmly. Just like think about if you were like, okay, if you were like giving a guy a blowjob or a hand job, if he like smacked you on top of the head, he was like, that sucks. You'd be like, fine, I <laughs> will bite your penis. But if he was like, hey, you know what feels really good is when is one time you did this and you'd be like, oh, I, I would love to do that, sort of, as much as one can love doing that. So just being kind and remembering that his ego is on the line, you know? Oh, I really like, mm-hmm. I like it when you do this. I like this, this kind of kissing. I saw it on Twilight. Let's kiss like this. <laughs> Let's kiss like Cover this. yourself in glitter. <laughs> and tell you Probably what, that. if he can't kiss you on your north mouth, tell him to go down to your south mouth. Kick it. Yeah, I coined it. Top of the cob. South mouth. Kiss the top of the cob. You're doing it right. Every day. You just take a bite. Top of the cob. While I wait forever for this like geriatric baby to be born, uh... I am not a fan of hiking because it's usually just like, what are we doing here? But Noah and I have taken it upon ourselves to like, because here's the thing. I can't, I physically feel fine, but like I can't go do stand up because I can't be in a room with Omicron and all these people and you can't go shopping. And it's like at a certain point, you're like, I don't want to spend money and I don't want to like be around people. We've been taking it upon ourselves to like make a little bit of a drive and go on a hike. Los Angeles and the surrounding cities, tons of hills, trails, mountains, And you never go because everything's a nightmare and there's traffic. But if you go on a Sunday or in the middle of the weekday, as I'm able to do, it's nice to go out to like Pasadena or Topanga Canyon. And when you have nothing to do because you're just like on your own maternity leave, it's okay if there's traffic because we're also used to being these objectivists in a rush. So we found some real grace and like, it's okay if it takes extra time or if you have to wait online for something. It's just everything's so packed in LA normally. It's so hard. So we've been going on hikes, trying to stay active, walk that baby out. Have I pulled my left and right groin? Yes. Has it been weeks? Has it hurt? Yes. Do I care? No. We take the dog, we socialize her, and we've just really leaned into the fact that this baby clearly wants us to have some outdoor time. Hiking around. That's the baby's goal. Yeah. It's me parking, doing a really intense 30-minute hike before I crap out. 
Uh, my top of the cob is that I saw Drew Barrymore posted today about her flower cosmetics is coming out with a Charlie's Angel branded makeup of some sort. So I guess I'm going to have to get into makeup so I can be a Charlie's Angel. That'll do it. <laughs> Does it feel like uh, that? Like this is coming out a couple years too late for the release of that movie? <laughs> uh, yeah, about 20. Yeah, you're like production was production 15. was really backed up. <laughs> um, but but uh, it's literally she's like dropping tomorrow. I love the new Spider-Man. Like it's this insane video where I was like, she better spoil Spider-Man. I have to exit out of this video. But tomorrow I'm going to log in is and it I'll see what she's got for me. A line of cosmetics or like a lip gloss? It looks like at least one like palette that has the like 2000, is it 2003 or 2001 Charlie's Angels logo? Cool. That her flower productions produced and flower beauty now is. Sure. I mean, doing for this. sure. Uh, if anything, it should be like, hey, were you a fan of this movie? That means you're old now. This is cover up. It's concealer and it's sunscreen. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I hope Lucy Liu and Cameron Diaz are getting a cut of the of the proceeds. Doubtful. Okay, my bottom of the cob is this, and I know that people are well meaning, well intentioned when they do it. Just because I post that like I'm waiting for my baby does not mean, and I understand I don't have to read the DMs, but does not mean I want the unsolicited unsolicited advice of how you made yourself go into labor. Okay. Whatever you- a hand up there, pulled it out. Yeah. Whatever you do before you go into labor will be the thing that you think made you go into labor versus your body just naturally doing it. Okay. Um, I get that every culture has their thing and spicy food and this is that. I don't think spicy food and the baby's like, oh, fuck, I got to get out of here. There's a house fire. <laughs> That being, <laughs> and so all of being said, uh, somebody today, and by the way, like, I don't love that I, this baby hasn't come, but it's also like not a medical issue. Like, it's just kind of like, all right, I wanted more time with you before I went on the road. Everybody telling me like, you got to have sex. It's none of your fucking business when I have sex and I'm fine. We're fine. It's not like, no, I had sex the one time. That's how I got here and I'm done. I, it's just a little weird. I get it. And I resent this idea that as women, you're never supposed to have sex. Never talk about your vagina. But now that I'm pregnant, it's like open season. Like you got to get to fucking pick a side. You want to be puritanical society or not? That bothers me. And somebody DM'd me and I immediately erased it before I could have a chance to write back. I rode my hubs and the baby came right out. What is more offensive than saying that you rode someone is that you're saying hubs. That's like... And then the baby just fell out onto him? I don't fucking know, but like, I don't need to hear about someone riding someone. And I read it to Noah and he was like, you should write back. Great. Is he available? <laughs> <laughs> it's just, you guys got to, like, it's, I'm a private person when it comes to like sexual things. And I, I am a bit of a prude and like, great. I heard you having sex. Okay. It's, it's, whether I do it or not, you'll never know. And please stop. Please stop telling me. <laughs> like, if you think I don't know, like, I don't know. I'm not going to be like, someone told me to eat a taco and I did. And boom, baby. Like, stop. Okay. We're going to let science. I'm going to believe in science. How is it that we're all pro-vax, pro-mask, pro-science, but not when it comes to a woman being in charge of her body? We're like, no, you got to rub an oyster and then eat a box of Lucky Charms and then go to Don Julio's for enchiladas. That's what works for me. I rub my clint. Like, it's all right. It's offensive. Okay. Well, my bottom is that I've had to try four different cat litter mats in my room because I can't find the same kind we used to have. And it's just... What's a cat litter mat? Place, so I've bought multiple... What? Is it like oh. you put it next to the box so that she gets out, she rubs her little feet on it so that she's not walking around with little clumpy right. feet. Um, so I've had to buy, I'm on my third one and I'm hoping it works. All right, here's what you do. Put a mm -hmm. moat around the cat litter box and don't give her any way to like jump over it. Make the box smaller <laughs> so she has no like leeway and that way it all falls off. I'll, I'll get to I'll get to digging. Cats love water. All right, I gotta go have some. I gotta go ride my hubs. Mm -hmm.